0: Welcome, everyone, to another edition of the Agents of Inclusion podcast, brought to you by Special Olympics and Odyssey. I'm JR of the JR Sport Brief Show on CBS Sports Radio. This podcast is here to inspire and encourage everyone to open up and be more inclusive. Not just for yourself, but for others as well. New episodes drop every Wednesday, and if you haven't subscribed, go ahead and do it now. This week, we're going to Florida to check in with a Mockley native and student of Florida Gulf Coast University, Taja Ilarant. Taja is a star, and she hasn't let anything stop her from pursuing her goals and encouraging others to go for theirs as well. We're going to find out what got her involved in Special Olympics, her work with them as a consultant, her travels, and what's led to her pursuing a degree in communications. A matter of fact, let's not waste any time. Let's talk to Taja directly from her campus. It's another edition of the Agents of Inclusion podcast. And right now we're being joined by an old friend of mine who I haven't seen in quite some time. It's Taja Illarant. She's joining us here from Amokley, Florida. She's actually joining us to get this episode done in college, Amokley, Technical School. Did I say that correctly?
1: Um, so I go to Florida Gulf Coast University. Um, I am enrolled in Florida Gulf Coast University. Uh, Um I am a sophomore right now. Um, I am majoring in communications.
0: I love it. Congratulations. I mean, from the first time we met last year in Detroit, it was at a Special Olympics event. It was a massive room. You were in charge with leading the conversation and being the panelist. So I want to talk about everything that you're doing in school right now. I want to talk about how you got involved in Special Olympics as an ambassador. We're going to talk about it all. Fill us in on your initial role. People are going to understand you're an excellent speaker. What are you doing right yes now with? I special, am. What you, I like it. What are you doing with Special Olympics as an ambassador? What does that role entail?
1: Okay, so right now I am a consultant for Special Olympics. So basically, my role um, it entitles me as um, to advocate for people with disabilities. And when I'm doing that, um, I'm using my voice and I'm sharing my story to bring awareness for people with disabilities that oftentimes don't get looked at because they have a disability.
0: Now, you've been participating. You were an athlete for the better part of almost a, a decade. So what got you involved with Special Olympics as an athlete and who introduced you to the program?
1: Okay, so when I got involved as, as an athlete, I was going through a very difficult time in my life. Um, I had just lost my mom and I had just lost my dad. And I was just going through a very difficult time. Like, no, like nothing, like no one could do nothing right for me. There was like, I felt like I ha- like I didn't have a place to belong. And when I didn't have that sense of belonging, that, that led to me wanting to kill myself and not want to be on this earth no more. Because one, my mom was the one that protected me and my sister from this world. Because as you can see, this world is so cruel. And like my mom, she would always be there to defend us. And once she passed away, I felt like I had to step up and do it. And there had came a point to where I was like, you know what, this is way too much. I like I can't even do this myself. And I tried um, to do a drug overdose, and I tried to slice my wrist. And then I got into middle school, and I was going having the same issues. And I met my teacher, Wanda Johnson, and she seen something in me that nobody had ever seen in me before. But she didn't know how to get that out of me, so she gave me a paper and a pencil. And she told me, she's like, listen, you're going to sit down and you're going to write your feelings down. Like, I don't care. And I was like, lady, who wants to hear my like, who wants to hear my story? Like, who wants to listen to me? Like, I'm just the average African-American girl. Like, who's going to believe anything that I went through? And so, like, after going back and forth for her, she won. But like, I like winning, but I but I didn't win that fight. And like, she told me to stand up and present to the class. I was so nervous. I literally thought I was going to pee on myself. I was like. Oh, my goodness. And so it went from there. I presented. I felt a little pain go away. And then I went on to high school. And when I went to high school, I had this one teacher named Kelly Stevenson. Now, me and this lady, we didn't see eye to eye at all. She was my worst nightmare. Like, she was the teacher where I just wanted to run away and, like, get off and get out of her class every day. And she introduced me to Loretta Clayborn, And I got involved with Special Olympics. And my first sport was bowling. And when she introduced me to Loretta Claiborne, I knew then that I wanted to be just like Loretta Claiborne, every split of her, because I seen everything that she was doing, and I knew that I could do it too. And so then that's how I, uh, that's how I got involved.
0: That is so awesome. You know, we had Loretta on in one of our prior episodes. I know.
1: I listened to her podcast. I was like, "Yes, Loretta, go girl, go!"
0: So we love we love chatting it up with Loretta. And I know people, if they haven't already fallen in love with you, they will, too. What inspired you speaking with Loretta?
1: Um, so y'all know that Loretta, she has a movie out. that She had a movie with Disney. And I watched that movie. And my teacher forced me to watch it. And she was like, you're going to sit here. You're going to watch this movie. And so I was watching it. And the thing that caught me the most is when her mom passed away. And she admitted and came out that she had a disability. And I seen how cruel and how everyone was so mean to her and that she wasn't treated like anyone else. She was treated differently. They would call her names. They would do things to hurt her. And I, and I, and I knew exactly what Loretta was going through. And I was like, yo, if Loretta, can, if Loretta was able to use her voice to make a difference, I can use my voice to make a difference. And all the way up in high school, that's all—that's like the only person I wanted to be. I just wanted to be Loretta Clayborn throughout my whole entire high school. Like throughout my four years, I was like, yeah, I'm Loretta Clayborn. I can do this, I can do that. I'm traveling, I got this. And then there just came a breaking point where I was like, no, I have to be myself. And when I met Loretta for the first time, I told her, I was like, Loretta, like, I want to be just like you. Like, I want to travel. I want to do all these things how do I do this? And she was like, first off, everyone wants to be like Michael Jordan, right? And I was like, heck yeah, you got all these athletes out here that want to be like Michael Jordan, but they can't be him. And then she was like, guess what? You can't be me. You have to be yourself. And once she told me that, I got into that role of being myself and being who I am. Because oftentimes I would get around people and I would just turn into someone that I'm not. And I would have to put on this persona that, oh, I'm a general ed, like, I got this, I'm okay. But the downside, I knew I was different from everyone. But no one could come to the fact to accept that. So, yeah.
0: The beautiful thing about everybody is that we have so many similarities, but what makes us real special are our differences. Who is Taja? I mean, looking at where you've been and where you are right now today, and even the growth that, that you have in front of you, who are you?
1: Oh, my God. I don't want to cry, but um, who, who who is Tasha? I can say that Tasha, she's a super caring person. She cares a lot for everyone. She tries to help everyone out. Even when she doesn't have it or even when she's at her lowest, she puts her feelings aside and she worry about others that's in front of her. And it's never about, oh, it's a, like, I always tell people this. I'm like, it's not about me, it's not about me, but it's about the people around me. It's always me trying to make people feel loved. I I, I really, I hate to say this, but I really don't like m- try to focus on myself that much because I'm like, well, I can focus on myself another day. But these people, some people out here don't have those people that actually care about them or that actually wants what's best for them. They have these haters out here. They have people that, that don't want the best for them. And then me, you have me that's like, you know what, you shining out there. You got that. Go do it. And I believe that's who Tasha is. I believe Tasha is just an angel around around her campus and around the people that she meets.
0: You've had to grow into this. What what pushed you forward? You talked about the unfortunate instances and your family and then going through high school and now you're in college. What has helped push you along the way through these circumstances?
1: Um. Who? Um. I can say my mom because um, my mom. Um. I just. My grandma. She just told me the story about my mom. Um, when my mom was in high school, she was doing this job training where she went to McDonald's to work, and um, she was working at McDonald's, but my mom also had a disability, so she wasn't able to count the money. She wasn't able to process. Fa- um. She wasn't able to process things as fast as others, and so the people at her job they made fun of her, they called her out, they bullied her. And my mom, she couldn't even finish high school. She didn't even graduate from high school because of people, because of people actions, because of people words. They didn't give her that opportunity. So she had to drop out of high school. She didn't get to go to college. She didn't get to do any of them things. And so that pushed me so much more to finish college and to become someone, because I don't want people to see me as a person with disabilities. With, with the intellectual disability. I want them to see me as a human and see me as my worth. If, if, like, if you're gonna look at me and see me as an animal or as a person that needs to be in the corner, then you're not my friend and you're not meant to be in my life. Because for me, it goes like this. People are meant to be in your life for a season and for a reason and for a purpose. And sometimes that reason, that season and purpose can come to a quick end. And that's what happened to my mom that reason that season and that purpose came to a quick end she didn't have that push she didn't have that ability to go on and finish high school or go to college because of people words and people action so my mom is the rank is the main reason why I continue to push myself around here because I know that she wanted to do this and I feel like with me doing this I'm living on her legacy so yeah
0: you you are I can't even call you a light like you're just the the, the sun and and what you do for other people and and what you do for yourself you're just a you're just the sun just shining and helping everybody else a- along the way when you think about your experience personally in high school we talked about you participating in, in special olympics for the better part of a decade what sports did you participate in and how did that also help build up your, your your confidence some a program like unified champion schools everybody just playing sports together
1: um so i could say like the first sport i started playing was bowling Right, and, and i wasn't really good at it like my sportsmanship and everything was terrible. Like very bad. Like I would go in the gutter. I would throw up. I would cry. I'm like, no, this doesn't work. Like, why is this happening to me? And like, and I was on a team. And I really didn't care about my team. I was like, uh-uh, I'm gonna put in all the work. And so like throughout playing being in a, like being in on a unified team and playing the sports, it taught me so much about sportsmanship, teamwork. Having the ability to say, okay, you know what? That's my fault. Let me take responsibility for it. And it and it followed me into college. And once it followed me into college, I'm able to look at others and be like, hey, like let me take the role on that. Like sit back, I'll do it. Because oftentimes in high school, I wasn't like that. I was like, I was like, I'll do it all. Y'all like, don't have to do nothing. Like it's not about teamwork. It's all about me. But here in college, I'm like, all right. It takes a team. Like, let's get this done because I can't sit here and do this by myself. So, yeah.
0: Well, where are you at now? Florida Gulf Coast, you said, correct?
1: Yes, I'm at Florida Gulf Coast.
0: How has that transition been for you between high school and in college? What What's different? What are you proud when you look at your accomplishments? What are you proud about? What are the differences?
1: See, in high school, it was always me like – Like, people were always on my back, telling me what to do, telling me when to get things done. But here, I'm on my own. You don't have that reinforcement or you don't have that person pushing you. You have to push yourself here. And I can say, like, that transition was kind of difficult because I would always, like, I, I like I like to procrastinate. So when I procrastinate, it's very bad. And so here, I've learned that I can't do that. Like, things have to get done. And like with me graduating this fall, so I'm graduating from this one program um, that, that helps people with disabilities. And then I got accepted back in for the fall of 2023 to um, obtain my bachelor degree in communications. And I can say like going throughout the program, it's called the Soaring Eagles Academy. It, it, like, it taught me a lot about like value lessons about how I should like dress, how I should present myself how I want people to see me, and all that good stuff. And, like, being in college, it, um, I've learned my lessons. I, I've, learned lessons. <laughs> I've learned a lot of lessons. I've learned a lot of lessons. I've I've met fantastic people. Um, I've, I've had opportunity to meet one of my friends, one of my long, long friends. His name is Teddy. Um, he's an amazing person. He sees the best in me. He's always supporting me and motivating me on anything and in in, in everything I do, and, like, I'm just super thankful for Teddy because I know, like, for Teddy, with, with Teddy pushing me and telling me all the things that I'm able to do, it, it has actually helped me grow on campus because it's like I have someone by my side that's saying, hey, I don't see you for your disability, but um, I see you for who you are, and Teddy has done nothing but that.
0: Well, Taja, I remember meeting you for the first time. I'll tell you about that gigantic ballroom in, in Detroit. There had to be a couple of hundred people in there. And, and you had everybody in the palm of your hand and just in, in leading the entire conversation. So it's not surprising now that you're studying communications. What drew you to communications and, and, and what's next? You're not going to be in college forever. You could be. That'd be awesome. <laughs> but what's next? What's the big goal?
1: Um, my big goal is to actually um have my own have my own business to actually become to actually become a public speaker i know i'm a public speaker now but i actually want my name and i want my brand out there and my brand is to ho- no my brand is davisha's bonitas jackson voice and with that it's my mom's voice it's it i believe that when I'm speaking, that my mom, she speaks through me to also share her story and to share her experience as well. Because like I said, she wasn't treated right. The only people that actually really did care for her was my grandmother, which is her mama and and her brothers. Those were the only people that protected her. And I feel like she she wants people to know that it's okay to be different. It's okay to have a disability. It's okay to say, you know what, I have a disability. I am not like anyone else. And I think that's what she wants everyone to just know about her and know that she was a bright person and that she had goals and she wanted to accomplish things. But that was cut, but that was cut short due to people not accepting her for who she was.
0: I know that's the the big goal. I think you're already doing an amazing job in and of that just by how you're living your life and everything that you're currently working on, whether you realize it now or not. You've had some amazing experiences on top of that. I mean, working with with Special Olympics as a a youth ambassador, you've been able to travel outside of the United States. Where have you been? What have you done? What's your, your favorite trip?
1: Okay, it started when I was in high school. Me and it was me, my unified partner, one of the and we were like, they were having a youth summit, uh, um, no, a youth for um in Baku, Azerbaijan. And my um teacher, my former teacher, Kelly Stevenson, she was like, Tasha, I think you should do this, I think you should do this. And I was like, I don't think we'll get chosen. Like we're like we're from the lowest town, we don't go, we don't got the money, we don't got none of this stuff. You want us to go out the country? And like even having my grandmother say yes, I was like, "Wait, wait a second! I'm like 17, 18 years old, and you letting me go out the country? This is pretty cool." So like we so we applied for it. Next thing you know, we like we got it back. Said, "Guess what? You're going to my cool under my job." It was the moment that we all broke down. We cried like babies, and we were like, "Oh my god, this is actually happening!" But what all like hit this, like now was when um was when I saw Tim Shriver and my name down to the bottom saying I was going to be on a panel with him. I was like, I don't know this dude, but okay, it's going to be amazing. We got there, and I was on a panel with Tim Shriver, and that was my first time ever sharing my story and talking in front of a big crowd.
0: In Azerbaijan
1: like, oh Yes, in my crew, I was like, oh, my God. Like, ah. And then I could say, that's when everyone at Special Olympics saw my work. That's when everyone started to believe in me because they knew that I was capable of advocating and using my voice and being that light and actually making a difference.
0: And Tim Shriver is the, the chairman of, of Special Olympics. And for anyone who isn't familiar with what a unified partner is.
1: A unified partner is someone who doesn't have an intellectual disability. So basically, they're like a general ad and they're like there to support the athlete, they're to like like there to create that friendship and, and to create moments with that person with the person with the disability.
0: So how would this program be beneficial to I would say anybody?
1: Oh my gosh, this program is so beneficial. Like I'm telling you, if if parents with that have kids with intellectual disabilities doesn't get their kid involved. Within a unified champion school, or even young athletes, there's something wrong with them. Then that's them not putting in the effort or wanting their child to feel welcome or loved. Unified champion schools will make a huge difference on on their lives. Like, if it like I'm going to be honest with you, if it had not been for the unified champion schools, I really don't believe that I'll be here and be where I'm at right now. I believe that I would be laying next to my mom. If it had not been for unified champion schools, because it, because it creates a different atmosphere. your like the child won't have to feel like they're ashamed or won't have to feel like they're not loved by others. Because in a unified champion school, you have that, you have friendships being made. It's not a friendships. It's like you have a family being made outside of your original family. And you have all these different types of brothers and sisters now that you're going to be there for, and that you're going to love and support. And even when you, Finish high school. There's like, y'all are still going to be friends. And I believe that's what happened with me. Like, I'm just like, with my faith, I believe God, he brought Unified Champion Schools. And he brought all these people into my life for a reason and for a purpose. Because he's seen where I was going and where I was going to wind up at. But at the end of the day, he turned all that around for my better. And he brought all it to me. At my lowest point, and and I can actually just say, like, I I am super thankful for that, because like now every time I like get ready to do a speech or every time I'm like I have opportunity, that like the first thing I go to is Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. That is my verse because it just shows and it tells me how much like God He has all this in store for me, and that I don't have to worry about all these opportunities that He's going to worry about that and that He's going to provide for me whatever he needs to so yeah
0: and you're certainly sharing that with the world when you're not inspiring the public when you're not being inspired by the other people what are some of your hobbies i know you're in college now but what are you listening to what are you watching what are you reading what, what keeps you busy
1: <laughs> oh my god oh my friends my friends around here um so i just became an ra a resident assistant. I am so happy because I, because then that's something else I can share about my story is that oh that I'm a person with a disability, but guess what? I get to watch a floor of forty four kids in my hallway, and I get it, and I'm able to maintain them, and I'm able to help them out. Um, and then also like just living life because like I said, I was trying to be Laura Clayborn. I was trying to be like, okay. Yeah, I'm. I, I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do that. I'm, I'm going to do everything Loretta Claiborne did. But then at the end of the day, I was like, no. What, like, Tosh, what did Loretta tell you? Be yourself. And once I started being myself, I was able to create so many friendships around here. Like, one was is with Teddy. But then you have all my friends in North Lake That still reaches out to me. And they're like, hey, like, we need you back out here. Like, you're so inspiring, like. You made a difference, and like you made a difference in this building. Like we need you. Like we are. Like we're expecting for you to come back, and so that's those are literally my hobbies. I just take care of other people around here and make sure that they're good and that they have everything that they need.
0: We have a lot of people listening right now who are already involved in the Special Olympics community. We have a lot of folks who are finding out more about what Special Olympics is, that it's not just one big event, that there are events all year round, every place that you can basically think and exist. There's something going on there. What message do you want to share with all the listeners? You made a great point about being yourself, figuring out who you are. You're so powerful in everything that you say. Can you leave all of our listeners with just a message?
1: Know your identity. Know who you are. And know that you belong. When I say know your identity, I want you to look and I want you to say, I am me and there's nothing wrong with who I am. I might be a little different, but that's okay. Know your mission. Know what you want to do in life. And once you know what you want to do in life, then you you already have your purpose. You're worth living and your life is super important to everyone around you just because you have a disability it's not even about your your disability it's about your ability it's about what you're able to do and bring forth to the table and know for one to be humble about it don't try to have too much pride cuz once you have too much pride then that that people are people aren't going to respect you for who you are so sometimes you just got to put that pride aside and just be humble and respect those around you
0: You always hit the nail on the head. You hit the nail on the head. Always ready for a speech, huh?
1: I'm always ready for a speech, always.
0: Thank you, Taja, for the inspirational words. You know, whether it's on a podcast or in a room with hundreds or thousands, Taja is going to deliver and inspire. If you haven't given a look to Special Olympics, whether volunteering, playing, or just encouraging, go to specialolympics.org to find a local event or program near you. Events are year round all over the world. That means your neighborhood too. Take a note from Tasha about how inclusivity is a benefit to all of us in society. I'm JR from CBS Sports Radio. This is the Agents of Inclusion podcast brought to you by Special Olympics and Odyssey. New episodes drop every Wednesday, but don't just subscribe embrace others and be inclusive.